everybody, welcome to Creepy Club. I'm Rissa. I'm Heidi. And this is the podcast where we talk about weird stuff and creepy stuff. And this is a not safe for work podcast. So don't listen around uh, young kids or people that are sensitive to cursing or um, scary content. Yes. <laughs> and this if is you're a... easily spooked. You might want to turn the channel. Yep. <laughs> this is going to be a particularly spooky one because this is our Halloween episode. Sorry, I just like knocked something over, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was say really was excited. Really dramatic gesturing mm -hmm. considering nobody can see you. Right. Yeah. I, well, I had to get the energy up because I'm so excited because it's our Halloween special and we're going to talk. We're going to tell a ton of ghost stories on this one. I wish we could. I, we need like a spooky. Okay, we're gonna imagine a spooky jack o' lantern. <laughs> okay, because we didn't have time time to make one. That's okay. So let's start, however, with the creepy conclusions, corrections, clarifications from the last episode, which is our Ouija board episode. That was um that was a fun time. That was a fun time. It was interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I was at the owners of the Ouija board's house over the weekend. Oh, yeah? I was, and nothing weird happened. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And the lady of the house told me that she took it to a conference once because they had, they ended up doing sort of like slumber party type activities because they had to double up <laughs> in the rooms and oh. they had adjoining rooms. And so she brought... Uh -huh. She brought the Ouija board and she said that the reactions to the Ouija board were highly varied. People were either like, ooh, I'm all in it. Or other people were in the back like, I'm going to pray for, I'm going to pray <laughs> to Jesus now. Yeah. Well, Only Jesus can save you. It is a very polarizing thing. It is. It is. I was thinking I was going to be more spooked out than I was. Uh-huh. Especially since we turned off all the lights and it was all candles and stuff. And I think my memories of fiddling with the Ouija board as a kid mm -hmm. are so far away now that I kind of forgot to be spooked out. Well, that's good, I guess. That yeah, I mean, I did not, there was no spooking. Well, and I did make the no bad spirits here post-it note. Yes, that's true. So, and we did all the warding off things just in case Yeah, my skepticism is unwarranted. Yeah. So during that episode, we talked a little bit about my cat, Penny, who is our Penny. official mascot. And um, we were wondering how many, we, I couldn't remember how many toes um, cats have normally. Um, while Penny has 26 toes, normal cats have 18 toes. So they have five on each forepaw and then four on each hind paw. Okay. In my mind, I was counting Fiona's toes, but it was her front paws. Yeah. Okay. So, and then um, I, I just wanted to clarify that I do not feed my cat um, maple syrup or Diet Pepsi. She just tries to sneak them when we're not looking. <laughs> I, I mentioned that she has a sweet tooth and that she likes maple syrup and Diet Pepsi, but I wanted to make it clear that I do not feed my cat those yes. things on a purpose. Animal welfare folks <laughs> put your torches down yes um and then heidi 
I want you to explain what Snipe is to me because you, I think you gave me a little vague description, but. Well, I alluded to Snipe Hunting is a game that I think older siblings typically play on younger siblings. Mm -hmm. And it's the essence of the game is go away, you're bothering me, and I want to keep you busy for a while. Oh. So you give them a flashlight mm -hmm. and a paper bag mm -hmm. and you send them out in the dark. Mm -hmm. to go snipe hunting and if i remember that sounds dangerous <laughs> oh well i mean theoretically like you know you're not you're just them. in the backyard yeah you're somewhere reasonably safe yeah mm -hmm. not like in the middle of a four-lane highway right okay. yeah. yeah so um paper bag flashlight and if I recall correctly, the which I'm sure the description varies wildly, mm -hmm. um, but some sort of small, you know, rodenty type of creature. And if I remember right, there is maybe actually a creature that is called a snipe, but that's not what that game's about. Mm -hmm. That game is about go away, you're annoying me, and I want. I'm going to laugh my ass off so while you, you're going around with a flashlight and a paper bag trying to catch this thing that doesn't what they, exist. What does he, what is, what does your brother tell you to do with the flashlight and the paper bag? Well, you like use blind the, them and then. No, use the flashlight to go looking and then you're going to capture it in the paper bag. Oh. I mean, your victim in this scenario needs to be fairly young. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's not going to work on an older kid. You got to have, my brother and I have six years between us. Mm -hmm. So he was, say, maybe, you know, like 14 and mm -hmm. I'm eight. So I would still kind of fall for uh, the Santa Claus years. Once you get past yeah. that. <laughs> the Santa Claus years. <laughs> once you get past the Tooth Fairy Santa Claus years, it's probably going to be a tougher sell. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for the CCCs. Um then we wanted to read a couple reviews that you guys left us that we're so thankful for. Um, these are coming from iTunes. And the first one is by Hope and You, which uh, is a dear friend of mine from college. She says, just finished the first episode and I'm hooked. Rissa and Heidi have great chemistry and it results in a few laugh out loud moments and tons of creepy goodness. I've subscribed, and I can't wait to binge the rest of the available episodes. Yay. Creepy goodness. Mm -hmm. That makes us sound like a yummy candy bar. Thank you, hoping you. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, and this one is by Beeb the Dweeb, which is another dear friend of mine. Um, um, I love that name. Yeah. She's awesome. Uh, she says, clear voices, silly and thoughtful insights, delightfully spooky content. You guys have crafted a chill, fun atmosphere for the discussion of some messed up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. So thank yeah. you, Beeb the Dweeb. Thanks, Beebs. We really appreciate all the reviews we've gotten, and we'll probably read some more on later episodes. So keep, keep leaving them. Yes, please. And also, I want to backtrack for two seconds because yeah. I did a quick Google search on snipe hunting, mm -hmm. and um, I have a short Wikipedia for you. All right, let's listen. So, a snipe hunt is a type of practical joke in existence in North America as early as the 1840s. <laughs> wow. So, this is not a new joke, in which an unsuspecting newcomer is duped into trying to catch a non-existent animal called oh. a snipe. Okay, so they don't exist. Well... 
While snipe is the name of a family of awaiting bird species, a snipe hunt is a quest for an imaginary creature whose description varies. So as I suspect, right. it probably, you know, depending on the older brother, you're mm -hmm. going to get a different description. Mm -hmm. uh, the, target, the target of the prank is led to an outdoor spot and given instructions for catching the snipe. These often include waiting in the dark and holding an empty bag or making noises to attract the creature. <laughs> <laughs> the others involved in the prank then leave the newcomer alone in the woods to discover the joke. As an American rite of passage, snipe hunting is often associated with summer camps and groups such as the Boy Scouts, or in my case, jerky older brothers. <laughs> Aaron never made you go snipe hunting. You no. should make you should make him go snipe hunting. Yeah. <laughs> Next time he's in town. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll ask him if he's ever heard of it. For sure. Yeah. So this is um so um, North Americans have been assholes since the eighteen forties. Yep. Well it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it's it's pretty harmless fun. I mean, I think it took me like a whole five minutes to maybe. I was like, now wait a minute. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not buying this bullcrap. All right. Well, shall we get into our spooky stories from our listeners? Sure. That's so fast for us. I know. So this first story, it's kind of a two-parter. This comes from uh, a friend of mine named Teresa, and she is a costume designer, just like me. And she says... Um, I've worked at Union Avenue Church with various theater companies for over 20 years and have never experienced anything, but as with old buildings, there is always a sense of past memories. A few years ago, I was working with a couple of actors, getting them ready for a publicity shoot. The one actor was in the room next to mine as I was retrieving a wig for the shoot. I suddenly heard my name being called by a female voice, nothing threatening, just a call as if a female actor next door was calling for me. I walked next door and asked her what she needed, and she replied she didn't call me. Since the administrator, who is female, was in the office waiting on us, I thought maybe she had called, so I walked down the corridor to the office and asked if she had called me. No, she hadn't either. A friend of mine had always insisted that there was a presence following her around the building when she was there, which I never had experienced. I was not freaked out by what had happened, as whatever had called my name seemed friendly and inquisitive, so I went back to my room and just stated to the air around me, thank you for saying hello, but I'm really busy right now, so you'll have to come back some other time. And she's never heard anything since. I love the ghost politeness. I know, right? Um, and uh, another friend of ours, Emily, also cor corroborates, I have a hard time with that word, corroborates corroborates the story um, a saying one. that that same thing happened to her uh, on the third floor in that same building and then another friend Teresa Lobel who we're gonna have to have on the podcast because she has an insane amount of ghost stories she's like a sensitive um, but she has stories about she has a couple stories about that building as well she said I am I initially met um, our friends in quotations, meaning the ghosts on the third floor of the former school side of the church complex, where we had the costume shop and some dressing rooms. I was dashing through the shop looking for something during dress rehearsal. You know how that is. I do. And this voice loudly whispers, Hey, right in, in my right ear. 
you know me, never really having been one to react by running, I turn and yell to the thin air, look here, you, I am working and don't have time for your bullshit. <laughs> Knock it off. If you want my attention, come find me when I have a moment to spare for your issues. <laughs> At that time... Surely give him the business. Right. At that time, I felt a man, but I could feel a female with him. Pretty sure that it was the original owners of the build of the property that sold it to the church to build. He was still sort of in charge, but I know he loved putting her up to stuff too. Never thought that they were harmful, just curious and occasionally bored and playful. That pretty much they pretty much hung out in a stairwell that we didn't use a whole lot, and last year during our last show, he came to me to move on. I was super open that night. Mostly due to McCain's death. That's an interesting... S and John? Yeah. Okay. Um, she said, don't know why that had an, that effect, but it did. She just followed him out the door. So that sounds like out the door from our dimension to the next, I guess. Hmm. The really interesting part of that building is a hallway under the church. There is a pissed off water elemental down there. I only go through that hallway if I must. That spirit has never been human and was connected to the whole river to pair and had has been angry since the river was diverted and cemented in. That one ain't leaving ever, she says. If it can figure out how to bring the building down, it will. It has literally forever to figure it out. Lots of plumbing issues over there. And she says, thank dog, it isn't a fire elemental or that place would be fucked. <laughs> isn't that interesting? I've never the really heard many stories about elemental spirits. I didn't even know that was a thing, I don't think. And so also um, some context. The River to Pear is not oh, a right. river at all. Right. It looks like River Des Perez. Yeah. And is frequently... Um, and we probably say, or I don't, River de Pair, that might be pronounced correctly. We have all sorts of French words we say wrong. We've, we've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, it's basically just like sewer and storm runoff. Yeah. Now it's a huge drainage ditch. I, I get from this story that it used to be a river, but I, I don't I've know. I've not ever heard that before, but I don't. Maybe I'll look into that for the next I'm not, episode. There are so many rivers in Missouri. Right. Not an expert on that. Yeah. And it is very, very close to the Mississippi where it ends. Yeah. So it's possible there's some kind of tributary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point. Thank you guys for sharing your stories, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that, yeah, I really, you're going to have to do some looking into this whole elemental thing because I've never... Yeah, I think I might. And that maybe we can really um it sounds less developed. Yeah. Almost kind of like um if we were talking about like the ego and the id, it's like the id of the ghost yeah, world. Yeah, that's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah, and maybe I'll uh, connect with Teresa and we can have her on the podcast and she can talk about elementals herself. Okay. That, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. Why don't I read Brittany's story next and then Jesse's story. Sure, let's do it. Okay. So uh today on Facebook, Brittany had, you know how those memory things come up. Mm -hmm. So she posted on our podcast page 
and her name's Brittany Krieger, and she has this really cool, just a quick shout out for her business. She has this really cool website and a Facebook page um, called The Soul Food Project, and then the website's The Soul Food Project LA, as in Louisiana.com. Um, anyway, so she said, I wish I knew, I wish I had a Louisiana accent for you. <laughs> She actually doesn't have a very strong Louisiana She doesn't have a strong one? Okay. So she says, I thought y'all might enjoy my Facebook memory from today. A few years ago, my mom, aunts, cousin, and I spent the night at the infamous Myrtle's Plantation. I've been going ever since I was a kid, and I've never experienced anything to think it was haunted beyond the horrible atrocities and romantic... Romantic... What... Romanticized, or there's a zation at the end, but my oh, mouth wants romanticization. Say. That is a hard one. Yeah. Anyway, the <laughs> fact that the horrible atrocities and that slavery in the old South was romanticized. I'm just going to revise her sentence. That's how we're going to fix that. Totally fine. Okay. I don't think she'll mind. My cousin and I slept in the most haunted room. Yes, it was creepy. AF in capital letters, Mm -hmm. but we only had a few stories of odd sounds and untied shoelaces and weird lights that were too easily explained away to recount the following morning with my aunts and mom who'd stayed in other rooms. But the grand scary story of the weekend is captured in this photo. And so we'll post this on there on, on the um, meeting minutes on the, what our website. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a woman in the photo who was not in our tour group. Do you see her? And so she has a circle. She has the woman circled. Do you also see how she's translucent, but looks totally engaged in the tour like the rest of us? And then she does the like screaming. Ah, (laughs) that's my mom standing next to her. She was horrified to see this woman standing next to her in the photo, which she has a similar photo in which there is no woman standing there and when you look at the picture and you blow it up it totally looks like a person who's just joined the tour group right it's really and for as as much as i'm a skeptic that's probably one of the best pictures of a ghost in a picture yeah that i've ever seen yeah it's really compelling evidence thank you Brittany. yeah that was a fun one Mm -hmm. so um Shout out to Brittany, mm-hmm. my new friend from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then now let me go back to this one. So this story is from Jessie Lynn Cochran. So she says, my church is real haunted. <laughs> the story I heard is that our pastor was writing a sermon in the sanctuary and heard Jesus loves me playing in one of the nursery rooms. Dear God, no. Right. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's the sweetest song. Mm-hmm. If someone's singing it and you can see them. Right. But that's like, that's like some poltergeist stuff. I don't like that. Right. I don't like that at all. Right. Okay. He went to the room and found the toy. Produ- oh, God. It's just like I thought. He went to the room and found the toy producing <laughs> the music and turned it off. You have to set it on fire. That's the only way to fix it. He returned to the sanctuary and began writing again. After a minute or two, he heard the song again. Ugh. He found the toy, 
took the batteries out, and returned to the sanctuary. Then he heard the song again. No. He noped out of there real fast fast, and finished writing the sermon at home. Uh-huh. The only flaw in the story is where he sets it on fire. <laughs> where That's he doesn't it. set it on fire, yeah. No, you take that, some bitch. <laughs> you put it in the dumpster outside and you set it on fire. Uh, toys, uh, like dolls freak me out i don't like them yeah that's i think i watched poltergeist too many times it's a big no for me <laughs> that's a big huge no i um quick side story so back in the day when my mom was really active with her estate sale business mm-hmm. she had a friend who was an antique dealer and also a doll collector and she was pretty well off so we went to her house one day and she had these huge glass cases full of all these creepy ass vintage dolls no. like the ones with the blinky eyes no. and the victorian outfits and the Ugh. porcelain bodies Ugh. oh god and just... they and the the blinking mechanism doesn't work anymore so they're kind of like right they <laughs> look <drunk-eyed>. stoned <laughs> oh my god i was like i i don't think i could sleep if i lived there all mm-hmm. i would think maybe that chucky ruined me yeah. I would you know what? Why why do people let small children watch those movies? It's like ruin ruin dolls for my entire life. Yeah. I do not look at dolls and think that they're sweet. I think I know that I've, thing is probably possessed. <laughs> even when I was really young, I didn't like dolls. I had a Barbie head that was just like the head that you a Barbie right. like yeah, that yeah, you yeah. Could it was like style. a bust. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that thing. Yeah. I cut her hair and yeah. put all kinds of makeup marker on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was real fucked up looking by the time <laughs> I got done with her. But I never did like dolls. I used to like pop the heads off of my Barbies and mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. I, didn't I like liked them. the furniture though. Yeah. Yeah. I had lots of little furniture mm-hmm. and um, I had little tiny Charlie's Angels luggage. Oh. It would kill to have that now Aww. yeah i had some really cool barbie stuff but i don't actually remember having the barbies i don't think i like the barbies i just like this yeah i just liked all the stuff yeah yeah anyway well okay. let's move on to our interview with a good friend of mine lucas he uh we've mentioned his fiance before emma fiance. yeah she she and i went to college together and lived together for a time and um Lucas has a really, really great ghost story. So we decided to Skype him in and, inter- and, and interview him about it. So, yeah, and he's like real normal. Yeah, he's totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> Super normal, but there's nothing normal about the story. Right. So let's give it a listen. Hi, Lucas. Hello. Welcome to the Creepy Club podcast. We're really glad you're here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to uh, via video be here. So glad you're here, and um, we had a little bit of a tricky start, a little technology glitch, but it yeah. turns out that was a good thing because I was unclear about the purpose of our call, and we got that straightened out. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> so now that's all sorted out, so I'm a lot less confused about what we're doing now. So that that's good. <laughs> Rissa and I have n- not had a production meeting in a minute, so we got oh, some, some right. wires crossed. So I'm super excited to hear your ghost story which is much more interesting than what I thought we were doing. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty neat ghost story. Is it? Yeah. 
Okay, well, I think you should let me be the judge of that. All right, it's got layers. I'm just kidding. It's got layers. There's layers. Do I need to take yeah. notes? I, I No, we're recording. I'll, I'll send you mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's oh, hear the it. library, when you were in the yeah. library. Yeah. All right, so we bought this house when I was about eight, eight or nine. The one you currently and live in or a different no, one? No, the, the house that this story took place. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's in the big city of Greenridge, population five hundred. What what kind of house? I have a lot of questions. Well, it was just a it was a little. That's number one on my list. Describe house. So it was a it was a little two bedroom, one bath, just a tiny little like bungalow house. Like a monopoly house, like Rissa and yeah. I have. <laughs> yeah, it was very close. Okay, similar, similar build date and everything. Everyone knows what a Monopoly house looks like, so. Yeah, well, uh, that, we called it the greenhouse because it had shitty green siding. It was probably on sale. Yeah, it was super cheap because it was gross. <laughs> well, we bought the, so we bought this little two-bedroom, one-bed house, and uh, it was on a big, giant lot, and there was a, another, like a two-car garage detached that was made out of metal and painted silver, and it was mm. also very gross. Mm-hmm. Like a square airstream trailer uh yeah yeah the pointy roof that's not as cool somehow <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it was super cheap and super efficient so when we got this house we got working on it um and we were just little kids so we were more playing around and we dad i don't know decided that it was gonna he was gonna tell us a story about how the guy that we bought the we bought the house from the bank, I believe, but the previous owner had hung himself in the garage. Oh, so it was like a foreclosure kind of deal because yeah. clearly the owner was unable to make the payments. Yeah, yeah. He just stopped paying. Hmm. Might have had yeah. something to do with his exit. Yeah, so Dad uh, uh, decided to, he was probably a little drunk while he was telling us the story because I would have been like eight and a half yeah, around eight and a half, and my brother would have been around five. Mm-hmm. So Dad was like, "Yeah, they he hung himself in the garage and didn't find him for a few days. And when they did, like his neck had stretched out to where his feet were touching the ground." So, oh my god! Yeah, it's okay. a long, a long ways. Not, not to criticize your dad, but this seems like maybe not an appropriate story. <laughs> it was very not an appropriate story for young and children. Like, oh wow, neat. So we would have to then go play in the garage because of course it was also super spooky. Mm-hmm. It, had, it had one little window in the back and that was it. It was dark in my later years, in my teen years, that's where we'd sneak off the smoke joint before we go to class. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Lucas. That might've been why the, the ghost was in the house and not the garage. We saged him out. <laughs> he was probably pissed. He was like a yeah. teetotaler or something. I know these damn kids. So uh, we started the reno on that house, and then the house we were living in sold, and we had to get out of it and get into another house quickly. But this house wasn't going to be ready, so we put that house on hold and bought another little one and renovated it real quick and lived in that for years. <laughs> and okay. then another one. So in the meantime, this house is just sitting there vacant. Mm-hmm. We weren't doing anything with it. We didn't start messing with it again until I was uh, about 15. Mm-hmm. So, so and that's... can I ask a question real quick? 
because there was a lot of this house that house so did your your dad like flipped houses or something but uh, you... kinda yeah not in a sense of get in it get it done get out of it it was buy a house work on it live in it then sell it eventually. okay so you did live in the funny green monopoly house for a good while well uh we lived in that after i was 15 we didn't live in it from the age of 8 to 15. Oh, was... okay. So you bought it, and so it sat vacant, vacant, and you guys lived somewhere else. So your yeah. dad... And told... then you moved back in when you were 15. He told you the or, inappropriate and... story when he purchased the house, but you didn't yeah. actually live there not, until yes, much yet. later. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I got it all straight in my head now. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, finally got in there. What we did to the house is we, like, uh, put an addition and then turned the attic space into bedrooms and stuff. Gotcha. So it didn't have an upstairs when we bought it. We put an upstairs on it. Oh, cool. Smart. I want to do yeah. that. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, we just turned the attic into a, it's called a story and a half. Oh, okay. The attic's like a half story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did that and all the, my brother and I's bedroom were upstairs and then there was a big rec room up there. Cool. And uh, so my first uh, sighting was I was upstairs in my room sleeping. I always slept with the door closed because it stayed cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the ACTs in the morning. Uh, so this would have been my senior year. Yeah. And I remember I'm laying in bed. Lights are off. I had one of those touch lamps. Mm-hmm. So the door opens, and that wakes me up. Like, I'm a pretty light sleeper. That was before I drank. So it was, uh, <laughs> the I was door like, opened. I don't know anything about up. that. <laughs> Yeah. The do- as the door opened, it woke me up, and I thought I saw my mom in the doorway. I was like, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I hit the light, and nothing was there. Mm. What the? Okay, so I turned the light back off, and it was there again, but closer. <gasps> oh, and so was... like a shadow figure? Yeah, it was, it was a shadow figure. It was stocky, about 5'10", 5'8", 5'10", and you could kind of see face shape a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Ew, I just so, got the chills. Yeah, I'm I'm freaking out a little bit, but I'm also staying calm, staying cool. It's like, okay, turn the light on again, gone. Mm-hmm. Turn the light off, closer and on the other side of my bed. <gasps> it's so like a it movie. Like at the, it started, my door was on the left side of my bed. And by the third light turning off, it was on the right side of my bed, like at the foot of the bed. Oh my God. And this is where I could kind of make out the frame more like a, like a flannel shirt, so long you, sleeve jeans. Does it, it looks like a man to you. It looks like, yeah, it looks like a man mm-hmm. in construction clothes standing at the foot of my bed, but like dark, like it was real dark. You could just make it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I, I have a really important question. Because yes. if this was a movie and I was watching it, I would be screaming at you, why do you keep turning off the fucking light? Why, why were you, what made you, I, didn't know what was going I think on. I would have pissed yeah. myself before I would have turned the light off again. <laughs> yeah. There's no, I would have been like, the light's never going off ever again. Well, as a skeptic, I had to make sure that this was actually happening. Well, I'm pretty and skeptical, but if off, I. It was happening more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So scientific research. Got it. So for, I don't know, whatever reason I started talking to it, I was like, hey, 
this doesn't <laughs> see you don't seem to be uh, being a problem. I've got to get back to sleep because I have a test in the morning. If you want to come back, uh, we can chat then. Okay. And then I turn the light back on and then turn the light back off. And it just went back like into my closet. Oh. And I didn't see it again. Was it like floating? Yeah. Like it, it wasn't like lumbering. It just like it was on a skateboard. Yeah. (laughs) A hoverboard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love how rational the conversation was like, yeah. Okay, Mr. Ghost, I yeah. have this super important <laughs> test tomorrow. I just like now's not a good time. But I also yeah. think it was nice that you but invited, invited him. Yeah, yeah, invited hey. him to come back later and chat. Like, yeah. Lucas, one thing I can say for sure is that we're not wired alike at all. <laughs> um, but I really I appreciate how you're that you're very hospitable. Right. To the ghost. I, I, right. I think because I'm super empathetic that I was just like, hey, man, I heard about your hard time a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It's all right. You can talk so, to me. So at this point in time, do you you do you think that it's the guy that hung himself in the garage? Like, is that oh, your yeah, first no. instinct? It gets worse. Right. Like, I know I know this. I know a little bit of this story. So, yes, but, I'm sure. But, I'm sure it's this guy because dad had like referenced it. Right. Okay. It had come up. Yeah. Well, it come up that he didn't tell me, like, what he looked like. He didn't tell me anything mm-hmm. about really. But just this guy did this. So we were always kind of, like, expecting one. Yeah. Maybe yeah. waiting for something weird to happen. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't, like, slamming doors or things getting moved around or anything crazy. Just sightings. Right. So <laughs> Nothing crazy, like... Nothing crazy, get... just visually <laughs> seeing a ghost. Did yeah. you, okay, so what was, because I think I'm super th- empathetic also. However, I'm also a giant chicken. So <laughs> it would be a tough, it would be a tough call to see which part of me would win in that situation. Um, I think, you know, if it was like an actual human who was like in the flesh, I would be super empathetic. But with a ghost, I might be too busy being freaked out to access that part of my brain. So did you, did you have any particular feeling or like vibe in that moment? It was, it was real weird, like startling and uncomfortable, but then also it wasn't like, I wasn't really afraid of it. It Like, did you feel a sadness or? Yeah. Yeah. There was this. Or loneliness. Yeah. Come back. We can chat like there's, I would encourage you to come back. Like right now I can't, but mm-hmm. any other day. You're like a ghost crisis line. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really nice service. Yeah, I like that. 1-800-GHOSTS-MATTER. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. you're, um, you're... I didn't tell anyone about this for a while. Mm-hmm. Like there was, I, I told my dad about a week later. And you were like 15, right? I was, at this point, I would have been 17. Like, so we've oh, been... Okay. There'd been a whole year. Yeah, there'd been at least a whole year or so living in this house without anything weird. Right. Or no one was telling each other. Yeah, well, uh, funny you say that. So I saw that, and then like a couple days later, a week later or so, I told Dad about it. Mm-hmm. No one else. I told Dad about it and described it to him. And Dad was like, Andrew said the same thing about two weeks ago. 
Oh. My little brother had seen it and not told anyone except dad. Oh. And we both described the same person in the same thing. Wow. And you and shared then, a bedroom, right? Or you uh, had no, well, separate you bedrooms on the same floor? Yeah. Yeah. You went up a set of stairs and my room was on the right. His room was on the left. Oh, okay. And then you had that like common area in the middle. Yeah. It was T-shaped. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Andrew had seen the same thing described to dad. Um, found out a few years, like, I guess it was shortly after that, that dad had also seen that while constructing the house, while he was working on it, he saw, like, a another dude in the house, mm. like, but upstairs while we were building this upstairs. Mm-hmm. So we're all like, oh, okay, so yeah, there's a ghost in the house. It's... <laughs> okay, there's a ghost in the house. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that he was in the space that didn't exist when he was alive. Yeah, that's the only place we've yeah, ever seen him. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, this yeah, was like his like, new... He was yeah. never in the addition, only right. in the actual house, but where there wasn't rooms before. Oh. Like when, he was he was, ex- when he was alive, that, that space was literal was sky, right? Yeah, it was just an open <laughs> attic. He's just checking it out, I guess. Yeah. He's like, I like what you've done with the place. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was like, damn, I wish I would have done that. Right. Yeah, or dad was lying and he actually hung himself in the upstairs instead of the garage. Yeah. I, I feel like know, given the, the inappropriateness of the tell of your ages, that deciding to tell you it was in a different place yeah. wouldn't have crossed his mind. <laughs> yeah, lying at that point wouldn't have been funny for him. Right. I mean, I'm sure your dad's like an amazing human. That yeah. I just five and eight seems like maybe not a great age for that story. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Well, we'd already we'd already had some rough times before then with some car accidents and stuff in our youth, so we were tough kids. All right, okay, yeah. and you've, so, you've turned out great. So yeah, yeah, I was fine. gonna say you turned out okay. <laughs> and as yeah. I said, I'm, you know, I'm a parent. I've had lapses in judgment with my storytelling as well. So that's just. <laughs> part and parcel it just mm-hmm. happens sometimes mm-hmm. you say things and you think maybe i shouldn't have told that story <laughs> or said that thing and but it's it's too late now it's yeah. done yeah so. so we've all described the same ghost to my dad he later tells us that he's also seen it did you name him or did you know his name um we i only knew his last name mm-hmm. um i recently learned his name i'll get to that in a second so We'd all seen it. We talked about it. Uh, my friend Russell had also seen it and not really told anyone until a few years later hmm. and described it to us. And then my friend Melanie also saw it. Are these people it, that described it later? Are these people that had come over to like hang out with you and saw yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like they were sleeping in the guest room. Oh, okay. In that, in that big rec room. Uh huh. And uh, then when my parents split up, we rented the house out like two, two or three different times. Mm-hmm. And. Two of the renters also saw it. Mm. One of them saw uh, just like the lower half, like jeans and work boots going up the stairs. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. And uh, another one named Oscar saw someone standing at the top of the stairs as he walked by. Oh, man. That's like my um, literal nightmare. But yeah, nothing was... ever threatening, just a, a oh, just, you just, just see an him. appearance. Yeah. So you just see him. So let's see. So he's like Years a cat. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, pops so we up. Just knew this, we just knew this house was haunted. We're like, all right, yeah, that's 
It's fine. It's just a little haunted. Mm -hmm. He doesn't bother you. Mm -hmm. Flannel so, guy. It's cool. Yeah. One night, we're sitting at Fitters. Em and I had just been together maybe a year, months, year at this um, point. And Fitters, for everyone that doesn't know, is the bar to go to in Sedalia, yeah. Missouri. Okay. <laughs> so you're being yeah. cool. Yeah. Sort you know, drinking at the bar out on the patio. And uh, some of my friends were down on the other end. And I uh, went over and chatted with them. Had my whiskey in hand. And uh, this guy was sitting with them. And he just, uh, there's something about him. I was like, hmm. And he, we all got chatting. And I told him, like, oh, yeah, from Greenridge. And like, oh, yeah, you, were from, you lived in Greenridge when you were a kid, didn't you? And this guy's like, yeah, yeah, I lived, lived over kind of by the school. I was like, did you live in a house with the, the greenhouse and there was a metal shed? There was like a little vert ramp and stuff. And he was like, yeah, man. I was like, oh, is your last name Autry? He was like, oh, it's Brian Autry. Yeah. I was like, awesome. Okay. Okay. Like, I know him. Like, I, I recognized him. From the based ghost? On his dad's, oh, my yeah, based God. Based on his dad's ghost. Like, I. <laughs> I brought these questions to him, and he's like, yeah, how'd you know? Yeah, how'd you know? Yeah, how'd you know? I was like, all right, man, good talking to you. Yeah, all right. And then told him, I was like, I know that guy's dead dad ghost guy. I know that, I know that guy's dad's ghost. <laughs> oh, my God. So his son looks so much like him. Yeah, his dad That looked, you were he exactly able like to identify him yeah. from having seen his dad's ghost. Yeah, never having known him or anything, just... That is... I know who you are now. Totally no. crazy. Yeah, so I finished my whiskey and then went back over and was I talking I think I would have had, like, 12 more whiskeys. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I have to tell this guy I, I met his dad. He's, so you're chatting, and I'm like, okay, how am I going to... Okay, hey, man, I met your dad. What? And he just kind of like, what? He's been dead for, like, 30 years. I was like, yeah, I know. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the weird part about it. And I kind of told him the story. But that was also, like, reassuring. Like, he was a good ghost. It was fine. It was, you know, not a weird... Not, it was weird, but it wasn't a bad experience or anything. Mm -hmm. And then we got talking about his dad. So... And his dad was a, a super nice guy, but he was a bad alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And was trouble. Mm-hmm. So... So he just had problems with depression or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Well, it sounds, it sounds like yeah. Brian took it pretty well. Yeah, he was a little freaked out. Right. freaked out, but we had, you know, we sat and chatted for like another 40 minutes or so. And like, yeah, that, if dad was going to haunt a place, that's how we'd do it. Like, right, <laughs> I feel guy. like I would want to try and rent that house if that was my yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. go, go see if I yeah, can be talk like, to my dad. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm sure, especially with the suicide, obviously, that's a very unexpected Thing. Yeah, because Brian would have been like, let's see, he would have been like seven or eight, six or seven wow. when that happened. Yeah, eight, six or seven. When that and was. maybe that's, that's why he appeared primarily to the like kids. kids. Yeah, yeah, especially boys. Yeah, because you said really... only one girl, right? Yeah, well, yeah, there was a uh, no two girls. Mm -hmm. Two girls, one girl. Three, I think. I think my friend Katie saw something too, but she's not real sure what she saw. Uh huh. But she felt like there was something. Well, regardless, he might have wanted to come back and try to contact his son. 
Yeah. yeah. I wonder if um, that guy. I gave him the son, I gave the son options because my dad was living there at the time that I met his son. I was like, Dude, oh, okay. check it out. Yeah. And he he didn't really want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, oh, so you did offer him an opportunity to go to the yeah. house if he wanted to? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really was, weird. So did like your... his, they weren't close. They weren't like all that close. They went right. and visited him like every other weekend or something like that. Well, and if he had problems with alcohol and being that young, he probably didn't remember a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he wasn't living with him full time. Did yeah. your dad end up selling that house? Yeah, he sold it um, a few months before he passed away of cancer. Mm-hmm. Sold it in 2016. Did he um, mention that there was a ghost in the house? I don't know, but he sold it to his chemo nurse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if anybody's yeah. going to be comfortable with ghosts, I feel like she'd be all right with it. Yeah, yeah. So does she still live there? Yeah, yeah, they still live there. Interesting. I'd be curious to know if she's experienced anything. Yeah, if she's seen yeah. anything. So was she like a hospice nurse or just chemo? Oh, just, yeah, she worked at chemo with the oncologist here in town. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That is a trip. Yeah. It you was, were able it was... to see him clearly enough that you could identify his adult child. Yeah. It was it was very interesting. I am super skeptical, but man, that really pokes a hole in my skepticism. Yeah, because it was like, I, and there was so many of us that saw it and described it all the same but not to each other. Like we had not talked about it. Mm-hmm. It was just like a few years later we did or like, Hey, I saw this. And he's like, yeah, I told this. And Oh man. All right. Same experience. Same experience. So is it safe to say that even though you are a skeptic or maybe were a skeptic, you now believe in ghosts because of the, yeah, what yeah, happened I'm, to you? Yeah. I'm an atheist that believes in ghosts. It's weird. <laughs> I don't think but those do you are mutually think exclusive. That, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think they necessarily have to be. I think, do you, so I guess where I probably sit most of the time is that I'm highly skeptical. I'm not totally, you know, I think it's, it would be very arrogant to say there's no possibility at all, right? You know, I never want to go that far. I think that most of the time what people see is probably explainable. You know, there's probably some reasonable explanation for it. But something like that that's so specific where you have repeated events and by multiple observers who didn't talk to each other about it over a long period of time, um, that, that to me lends to something that's more authentic. Yeah. When my husband and I were on our honeymoon, there was a hotel and bar that was very old. I don't remember exactly how old it was. Um, I think it was like 1850s, 1880s, something like that. And the husband of husband and wife owned it, and the husband was super skeptical. And there was lots of reports of ghosts and paranormal activity and all sorts of things. And... Um, he was changing a light bulb in the upstairs and saw one of the the ghosts that was reported to be seen by lots of other people, a woman in like sort of more Victorian clothing. It scared the crap out of him so bad he hasn't been upstairs since. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm just a little more open about it. It's like, oh, cool, ghost. Yeah. Well, I think he was like so utterly convinced that it was impossible for yeah. it to be real that people had, you know, everything was some creation from their imagination or, you know, people were enjoying the storytelling aspect of it. Um, but there were, there was a very long history of many different owners and people who worked there who had seen things and, um, just strange happenings like water faucets turning off and on. And, yeah. uh, see, we hadn't had any of that for like the first year we were there and then, and then like, I always have real lucid dreams, like super realistic dreams that relate to daily life. So. Never always sure if it's a memory or not. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, that was uh, probably just a real fucked up dream. Hmm. Maybe. It felt too real. I did the light thing three times. I made sure I was there. But... Yeah, was, and then you have yeah. all this other corroborating evidence. Yeah, there was a lot I of I like that you tested your hypothesis. Yeah. That might yeah. be a ghost. I'm going to turn the light off and double check. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, wait let me check one, one more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, fuck, you're closer. One more time. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, now you're moonwalking. All right. <laughs> well, obviously you didn't feel threatened or you wouldn't have continued to turn the light off and on. Yeah, no, I never felt threatened. I was, you know, weirded out and kind of felt like sadness and, and uncomfortableness, but it was never like, ah! Mm-hmm. Well, it would certainly be surprising. It was. Yeah. It was very That's surprising. unexpected. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for telling us that awesome story. I think it's one of the most unique stories I've ever heard. If you happen to talk to the woman who still lives in that house. Yes, that I want to know about. Yeah, don't you don't have to go out of your way or mm-hmm. bother her or anything. But if yeah. you happen to run into her, just, you know, she give us an update. Cat yeah. But make sure it's not a leading question. Right. You know, casually. Have you seen the ghost? <laughs> right, right, right. No, you have to do the, like, I was just wondering if anything unusual had ever happened at the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, what do you mean? Then you're like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But if she has seen it, she'll be like, actually. Right. Mm-hmm. I have a whole bunch of, there's this guy in a flannel shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have coffee every night after dinner. <laughs> Oh yeah, Steve. He's yeah. He hangs out all the time. He's great. Yeah, maybe it's just lonely. Yeah, it's great for movies. Well, Doesn't say a word. <laughs> On that note, yeah. I think we should let you go. But um, yeah, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, it was hey, great to meet you, me. Lucas. Yeah, nice to meet you. Pleasure. You guys have a lovely evening. You too. Thanks. Have a great night. Bye. 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 All right. So are you all sufficiently creeped out by that story? Uh, yeah. I still, the idea that he was able to identify his son as an adult. Yeah, from I know. Being, from seeing his ghost dad mm-hmm. just blows my mind. Right? Like, I, yeah, that's that's got to be one of, I mean, I say it to Lucas. That's one of the most unusual ghost stories i've ever heard yeah i identifying someone from their dead parent Mm -hmm. and not a photograph right yeah wow and i also think it took a considerable amount 
and maybe Lucas had a lot of whiskey that day. I don't know. But it <laughs> took a considerable amount of guts to approach him because you know that guy was like, this dude is fucking, fucking with crazy me. Yeah. or screwing with me. Like somebody came and said something like that to me. I don't think initially my reaction would be very positive. Right. But Lucas seems like he's pretty chill. So I don't know. He is. He's, um... He doesn't put off like a prankster vibe. No. No, and that's I, all just so specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Right. Weird. Okay, so I'm going to read about Rachel Daimler. Mm-hmm. Okay. My high school theater, the theater in which I now teach, has a presence. My students have seen a man sitting in the audience, always in the same seat. I've heard footsteps in the stage, stage left wing more times than I can count. The house lights have now started turning off and on by themselves. Oh, that would be annoying. Like doing a show and the house lights are just going on and Um, I just don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like being, because theaters, when they're dark, they are dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> they sure. are so dark. We used to sneak into the theater. My middle school that I went to briefly mm-hmm. had a full theater. It was a really, really nice school. Like the nicest school I ever went to. Um. And we used to sneak up onto the catwalk and smoke cigarettes, which is probably not very safe Mm-mm. for a whole bunch of reasons. But right. um, it was dark as hell in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know about the ghost light? No. It's a thing that most theaters do. They leave. Uh, they ha- Sometimes it's a single light from the catwalk or sometimes it's a light that you just. It's like a lamp that you put on stage and you leave that light on and it's supposedly for the ghosts so they can see. Oh, there was. But it's really for safety. (laughs) Well, sure. And there was like one Mm -hmm. bulb on. That's how we got up on the catwalk without Mm -hmm. breaking our backs. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the house lights have now starting started turning uh, on and off by themselves. Do not like that at all. Mm -mm. I think the craziest thing I've seen happen one day during class. My students were working on character analysis sheets and were quiet. So they're doing like paperwork. Yeah. I heard footsteps in the wing that sounded like they were approaching my desk, which is in the stage left apron. I don't know what that means. Um, I think it's the part of the stage that comes past the proscenium, which is like the front wall of the stage. So it's just like kind of jutting out yeah okay no one came out but the grand drape started moving as the footsteps Ooh. got closer oh so like the big, the big huge curtain, curtain. Mm-hmm. they sounded like they walked right past my desk but there was no one there they were loud and distinct until they reached the carpeted stairs and ceased i thought i was losing my mind until i looked up at my class and found the students looking at the stairs bewildered Oh, found a student looking at the stairs, bewildered. She looked at me and asked, did you hear that too? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, next, I'm going to read Nicola's story. Nicola is the daughter of Teresa, who told us about the water elemental in the Union Avenue building. Um, and Nicola is pretty sensitive to spirits as well. I think their whole family is, maybe except for... the father slash husband but we'll get to that when we interview Teresa 
So Nicholas says, one night, laying in bed, I felt movement on the bed. I thought it was my cat licking, so half asleep, I went to scoot the cat to stop the licking. I, I can relate to that. Yep, me too. She says, well, it wasn't the cat. It was something jumping on my bed. I found out when I rolled over and still felt it jumping on the bed through my legs and could feel where the feet were jumping on the bed from the indent of the feet under my legs kept going. So it was like pushing through her legs in the bed. And depressing into the mattress? Yeah, under her legs. That's insane. Uh Uh-uh. I asked for them to stop because I had class the next day. Oh my God, is she no Lucas? We are getting a real theme here of like telling ghosts like, hey, I have some responsibilities to take care of, so you need to... Stop. Okay, when I used I love to that. proctor ACT exams, mm-hmm. I never once thought the night before the students <laughs> were talking to Ghost and were like, look, tomorrow there's this lady and she's going to mean mug me all day long and I have to go take a test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, so she asks it to stop. She says, I felt it slow down to a stop, then two feet take three steps off my bed and that was it for the night. So while my house is haunted, they are not least they're at least not rude spirits. In fact, they're very polite. And one time they tried to open my bathroom door for me in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. Instead, I got scared and went back to bed. Then I heard the door close itself. <laughs> I thought she was going to say instead I just like peed in the bed or something. <laughs> thank you for that story. Yeah, thank you, Nicola. Okay. So this is from Kelsey and I have a second hand story for my sister. Oh, and by the way, Kelsey, uh, we read one of Kelsey's stories on a previous episode. So thanks for writing in with this second story. I have a secondhand story for my sister. She was working as a nurse in Lexington, super small town, the site of a Civil War battlefield, a really small hospital, three floors, but only like 30 beds. The top floor was almost always closed, but when people went up, they would see lights flickering and hear keyboards clacking in empty rooms. Oh, that's weird. Keyboards, like... Yeah, like like modern computer typey keyboards. That's wild. Oh, okay. I was like, because it was a historical space, I'm like trying to figure out what the hell kind of keyboards... Different old people would also look at the windows and make the same comment. That little boy needs a coat, but when she checked, there wouldn't be any kids in sight. That's creepy. Oh, maybe it's keyboards like typewriter keyboards. Oh, could be. I didn't. I bet that's typewriter keyboards. Like the, because old school typewriters are really loud. Okay. Yeah. And that would be, that would make more sense to me. Okay. So she was a nurse. Old hospital, old little hospital. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. That just reminded, I just had a memory of seeing something when I was a little kid. So I told you Ooh. when I was small, I used to think I saw something all the time. Right. Um, and as I got older, I became more skeptical. Mm-hmm. And my mom was super into like, you know, she told me stories about how she saw her guardian angel, which I'll have her. I'll have to have her tell that story to me sometime. Mm-hmm. I'll record it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, as an adult, I think, well, she sort of planted that seed, right? Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever gotten into it on the podcast before, but you you 
used to see like a, a woman or something like that or presence. I saw a young girl. Oh, okay. A lot mm-hmm. when I was a little kid. I thought I did. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, who knows? Right. I'm old now. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Right. Right. So, but I was staying with my aunt and uncle in upstate New York. And my mom was here in St. Louis. And my aunt, who was, she was just kind of a bitch. She was just, my uncle, super great guy. Mm-hmm. Her, not so much. Mm-hmm. She was not a nice lady. Anyway, so she got mad at me about nothing, probably, mm-hmm. and sent me to my cousin's room to take a nap. And they lived on a pretty large piece of property. They had a bigger house. It wasn't like a fancy house. It was just a bigger house. Mm-hmm. And there was train tracks behind it. And then probably, you know, 10 acres between the house and the road. Mm-hmm. And there was a... a gravel drive and then a like a that made a u so Mm -hmm. it wasn't not a circular drive it was like actually a full u to the road anyway so i went into my cousin's room and i'm like this is bull crap i'm like eight nine years old i'm not tired i don't need no damn nap (laughs) and so I went and sat by the window and I was just looking out the window and I saw what I thought was that little girl in the middle, in the grass, kind of close to the curve of the U by the house. Mm -hmm. But then I saw all these flames (gasps) and it totally freaked me out. Right. Well, I wasn't in contact with my mom a lot over that summer because I was traveling with my dad and then when I was at my aunt and uncle's house my aunt was a jerk and didn't let me use the phone very often Mm -hmm. and long distance was actually super expensive back then (laughs) (laughs) it didn't used to be like now where you could call anywhere for like nothing right so when I got home my mom had been out with some friends the night before and the next morning woke up and was making like bacon and eggs or something and had a grease fire in the kitchen. Oh, my God. And she had a really bad third-degree burn on her hand from oh. the grease fire. Wow. So when I came home, she was, like, still healing up from that. So was it, like, the same time that you saw those flames? Yeah, it was. It lined up about wow. about right. That is wild. Yeah, and I remember thinking, I mean, I don't know. It could be a coincidence. Yeah. Or not. Or not. Or not. I don't know. But I something story. about that made me think. I don't know what made me think about that. Oh, looking out the window. Yeah. Because I have such a, a strong memory of being in this room. It was daytime and it was a really clear day. Big blue sky. Not a lot of clouds. The grass was bright green. It was right in the middle of the summer. Upstate New York and the summer is not gross and disgusting humid like it is here Mm -hmm. it's actually really beautiful right and um the room was really dimly lit and it was so bright and beautiful outside Mm -hmm. and when i looked out and it was just for a few seconds i saw this like apparition i guess yeah and then poof like when you first start a fire wow yeah i had totally forgotten about that what a great story yeah unexpected story 
thrown in there. All right. Well, Who knows? This next story comes from Christine St. Jim. She says, I have a secondhand story from my mom. When she was a kid, they moved into a haunted house. The spirit was clearly an old resident of the home who had just never left. There were these French doors that divided the dining room from the main living space, and at least once a day, the doors would open and close, and occasionally afterwards, you could hear footsteps going up the stairs. The spirit didn't like loud noises or fighting, which happened frequently in a home with a single mother who had two sons and a daughter ranging in age from 10 to 14. If fights ensued, the spirit would slam things around on the second floor. <laughs> One time my uncle was making everyone late to church, and my grandmother yelled something about how he'd better be outside with his shoes on before she came back from buying cigarettes. After she left and my uncle was still pouting on the stairs to the second floor, he actually felt the presence of the spirit walk past him. They had came, they came back to find my uncle on the porch with his shoes on. <laughs> It went on like this for a couple of years. The spirit would open the French doors, walk up the stairs, and go about his business. We, very rarely did he disturb anyone in the house until my mom turned 16. On one occasion, my mom was taking a shower in the second floor bathroom. She heard the door open and close and thought it was just one of her brothers coming in for something, but she couldn't hear them moving around in the bathroom. She called out asking, what they were doing in the bathroom and when no one answered she opened the shower curtain and saw the figure of a man through the steam he began moving towards her and that's when she shut the water off and bolted from the bathroom they didn't live there much longer after that although the haunting wasn't the main reason for the move uh, that's a big hell no for me oh my goodness what a naughty ghost well that's not he's like a pervert right there's something I had never considered. Right. <laughs> ghost watching. <laughs> well, just that, like, if ghosts are a real thing, they could run the whole spectrum of types of humans. Right. So you could have, like, a pedophile ghost or a... Ew. Well, I think that actually transitions real good into this next story. So I was on Reddit um, and saw a post from another podcast host named Fitz and he hosts the pod he co-hosts the podcast uh, Knock Once for Yes, which I highly recommend. It is a great show. And he has an amazing narrator's voice. Yeah. And not only that, he has a British accent, <clears throat> which Hell yeah, yeah, that's just super. I mean, you know, we're unsophisticated Americans, so yeah, we love all. we love that shit over here. Hell yeah, we do. So, um, Fitz and I traded ghost stories for each other's podcasts. You can hear mine on their. Um, I'll post it on the meeting minutes, but I think it's their latest episode, and um, he recorded a ghost story for us. And let's give it a listen. Hi, Rissa and Heidi. It's Fitz from the Knock Once for Yes podcast. I just wanted to say thank you to Rissa for sharing your paranormal story with us on our show, and I thought I'd return the favour by sharing one of mine with you. I've had quite a few strange experiences, and this is probably my earliest, though I only really remember the later part as I was quite young. Uh, my mother kindly filled me in on the earlier parts. However, 
When I was younger, we had something at our house that would regularly pinch women's bottoms. I grew up with this, and being a child of around seven or eight, didn't find it particularly out of the ordinary. It was simply something that happened sometimes, often to guests, and was normally passed off by the person being pinched as a prank by their husbands, their partners, or normally my father. We, of course, knew it to be Graham. Now, my mother later told me that we'd acquired Graham on a caravan holiday when I was perhaps four or five. We were joined by some family friends in another caravan, though we'd often convene in one or the other for meals and to socialise. During the course of the holiday, the bum-pinching started. Both my mother and her friend were regularly pinched, and because the confines of the caravan were quite close, everyone was normally within easy reach. So my father and my mother's friend's husband were blamed despite their protestations. They, of course, were a bit upset for being blamed for something they hadn't done, and at one point when my mother was admonishing my dad for taking the joke too far, I and the other couple's child piped up that it wasn't our father's doing it. We were quite adamant that it was Graham, the old man that lived in the cupboard. I don't think they believed us at the time, but when the pinching continued when we returned home, I think it began to sink in that it wasn't my dad playing a joke. So then we went on for quite a long time, years I think, where there was bum pinchings happening somewhat less frequently. I think Graham seemed to have a taste for variety and would tend to strike most often when there was fresh meat, as it were. I do still remember the last experience we had of Graham. My parents had invited another couple over for dinner, and at the end of the evening they were preparing to leave when the wife of the couple heard a song come on the stereo that she liked, and she went over to the record player to find out what it was. The rest of us were stood in the kitchen, uh, it was about eight to ten feet away, and she was bent over the player trying to read the label of the spinning record, and suddenly she stood bolt upright and went, Ow, that really hurt! Now, clearly none of us could have done it without any of the rest of us noting, and it should have been obvious to her, I think, that none of us had run over, pinched her and run back, but she was still admonishing her husband as, as they left. Now, this was the last time anyone was pinched in our house, though my mother did follow up with her friend later, and apparently her husband had continued the prank until they had another couple over for dinner one night, and he suddenly stopped though he would never admit to having done anything. So it seems that Graham may have followed them home and then followed another couple off after that. I must admit, I still do sometimes wonder if Graham is still out there, ever searching for the perfect bum to pinch. So, okay, we've got real... some real pervert ghosts up in here. I know, and bum pincher, that's awesome. I know, I love that story, it made me laugh. That was, yeah, there were some, like, sincere laugh-out-loud moments mm -hmm. there. No laugh track required. Right. <laughs> thank you, Fitz, for that story. And again... Yes, thank you so much. His podcast is uh, Knock Once for Yes, and you, you should go give that one a listen, because it's really good. Okay, do you want to read a couple more stories and call it a night? Sure thing. 
This next story is from Nathan Garland. He says, my first apartment here in Austin was haunted. It was a one-bedroom, two-room apartment. Doors would open and close, and we'd see shadows on the walls. Often, I'd be in the bedroom, and I'd hear the back door open, and the blinds slam shut and start talking to Kevin, thinking he was home. I'm guessing that's his partner, partner yeah. roommate, something. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'd go in the main room, and no one would be there. More than once, books were knocked off of shelves. Never anything too, too scary. We just figured it was someone letting us know they were there, too. I think I'd like that kind of haunting. Okay, this reminds me of another story. I oh, must, like... Recovered memory hour. <laughs> I know, right? Well, not to... I guess I just haven't thought about it in a long time. Mm -hmm. So when I was in my late teens, I shared an apartment with it was an apartment that was above two stores so i think it had been an office space at one time that they converted it into an apartment mm -hmm. and it had five bedrooms and a living room and dining room you could like play soccer in like you could ride a bicycle <laughs> around it it was yeah. enormous uh -huh. and it was really cheap because it was kind of like crappy construction you know it was like the walls were paper thin, mm -hmm. you know, the carpet was ugly, olive green sort of stuff. Right. But I never saw anything move. And there were legitimately a lot of people in and out of the house. Everyone was kind of around the same age. So there were people coming and going frequently. So a lot of the time, if I heard something, I would dismiss it as just a visitor or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there were a few times when I would hear a fairly loud noise there was a front, so between the, uh, we always came up the fire escape in the back, mm -hmm. but there was an entrance in the front that nobody ever used that was between the two storefronts. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, I would hear someone going up the foot, I would hear footsteps going up those stairs. Oh. Which was weird because, like, nobody ever used them. No, and our parking was in the rear. Right. If you parked on the street, like, it was like two-hour parking or something. You know, it was like not yeah. practical to park there. Um, and there was a couple times where I knew I was pretty sure I was home by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew this roommate was at work or this person was at school or whatever. And um, I would hear louder noises from other the other side of the apartment. And my hearing's not even that great. So, like, through a closed door, I would hear a loud noise and then go out looking for something and not be able to figure out what it was. Ugh. And so I remember talking to one of my roommates about it one time, and she was like, oh, yeah, that happens all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> all the time. Ugh. I'm like, what? I'll have to quiz her about that. We're still, we're still in touch on Facebook. Yeah. So I'll have to ask her if she has any creepy... I'm going to make myself a note right now. But so the other weird thing about this building, and I've tried to find history specifically about that particular building, but I think because of what it was is why it's. I've not been able to find any documentation. So in the basement... At one time, there had been a speakeasy, mm -hmm. and the walls were painted 
with like a tropical theme, like right. flamingo birds. Mm -hmm. And it was so faint, almost kind of how you would imagine hieroglyphics to be, you yeah. know, yeah. like really faint peeling mm -hmm. on the wall. Like maybe even somebody had tried to sand it off at one point, right? but you could still see it. But there was one corner of the basement that was like 30 degrees colder than the rest of the entire basement. Oh. And so, and it was where there was a bathroom. Mm -hmm. There was these little itty bitty bathrooms. And then, and the other thing that was really weird was it was a totally unfinished basement, just like concrete, except for these wooden closets that were made into bathrooms right almost in the center of the room was probably a foot deep and like, I don't know, five feet by four feet. Mm -hmm. Just like recessed, like a foot or so into the floor, mm -hmm. almost like a concrete jacuzzi or something, you know, yeah. just this indentation and, thought about it for the longest time and I was like oh that's where they hid the booze mm. so they had something over that probably at mm -hmm. some time and there were wooden doors that you could access the basement from that were no longer really usable mm -hmm. um, but that basement I hated mm -hmm. going into the basement right the closer you got to the basement the more hairs would stand up on your body and that one particular corner of the basement was so rigidly cold in comparison to the rest of it and i'm like okay well maybe there was like a natural spring underneath the corner there so i don't know but like every hair on your body would stand up as soon as you got close to it and this, this is what i think i think speakeasy gets raided cops show up with their tommy guns and shoot a guy and he dies in that corner i That's was my thinking theory. more like barroom brawl yeah oh yeah 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 that could be yeah, like too. something gone wrong there but um my uh, my other roommates would go down there i went down there once or twice and i was like um i'm gonna take a pass mm -hmm. i'll be upstairs or i'll be on the roof i used but, to like I'd to, go like on to the see that basement that would be cool yeah i i can't imagine it was ever finished been like there would have been any motivation to finish it i just right. i've looked before because the buildings still exist mm -hmm. and there's still businesses in operation in those two storefronts not the same ones they're different now mm -hmm. there was like a guy who was a lawyer on one side that totally lived in his office mm -hmm. he was a big time hoarder too like Ugh. you could see through the front windows of the office that like i don't know who would have hired that guy? He clearly <laughs> lived lived there, and it was the whole place was a hot mess. But um, yeah, I had forgotten about that. But I've looked into it before to see if I could find history about that particular building because mm -hmm. it still exists. And the other thing that's really unusual about it is that it is literally split straight down the middle, St. Louis City, St. Louis County. Huh. Like, one half of the building is in the county. The other half is in the city. That's wild. And the only reason that I know is because there was, like, a skirmish at the apartment with some folks. 
and we called the police and they both showed up and then the police had an argument about who was going to handle it oh my god because it was one of the businesses was in, had a county um zip code and the other one had a city zip that is code. so crazy yeah it was super weird and i think they ended up deciding that the county had to deal with it because there was like more bedrooms on that side or something stupid like that <laughs> it was ridiculous but That's anyway funny. so yeah i forgot I forgot all about that we called it the loft but it wasn't a loft at all mm-hmm. well we have got one more story for you and this was um from Teresa Doggett, who was the first story that we read, she says, here's one my sister told me. I grew up in a village in Wales, and like most places in the UK, there are ancient buildings everywhere. Ours has a medieval castle built in the 1100s and is surrounded by a moat. The village and castle are built on marshlands, which were substantially drained in the late 1800s to build a railway line. So the land level had dropped about three to five feet. When my sister was in school, she used to look after a couple of ponies for a friend. Uh, isn't that charming? <laughs> Just like I know. I'm like, growing I want to see a UK, picture of this immediately. Next, <laughs> next to a castle, looking after a couple of ponies. No big deal. Uh, she was looking after a couple of ponies for a friend that were housed in a field right next to the castle. And one evening while she was getting feed for them... They suddenly became startled from their location at the fence near the castle. My sister looked in that direction and she saw a white mist hovering about five feet in the air where the ponies had been standing. It only lasted a, a few seconds, but she swore that she had seen it. I always joked with her because what old castle doesn't have a white lady story? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's interesting. So she says that the land level dropped about three to five feet when they drained that land. So it was... Maybe an old residual haunting where they were still walking on the land from the 1100s. I like that. Thank you, Teresa, for sharing both yeah, of your stories. Yeah, thank you. It, do we know Teresa? Uh, yeah, she and I have worked together before, and she's she's a cool gal. I does she have a picture? I like really want to see a picture. Uh, I'll I'll yeah, ask her if she can get us a picture. Yeah, I'll ask her. So we thank you, everyone, for sending in your stories. Um, we have some more that we will probably le read on later episodes, but we don't want this episode to get so long and so spooky. But yeah. Yeah. And we hope you have an awesome, spooky Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everyone. Or some Sawin. I think that's how you pronounce it. Some some what? Have you have you the it's it's spelled S-A-M-H. A I N and it's the like Wiccan holiday that's Halloween. Oh. And I think it's pronounced Sawin, which is so weird. But anyway. Yeah. It just sounds like a mistake. I know. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. So happy Halloween and um oh yeah, I gotta do all the outro stuff, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so thanks to Brandon Lee Chilcote for our wonderful intro and outro music. Um, if you have any ghost stories, we need some more. We want to read them all. You can tweet us at creepyclubpod or you can email us at creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash creepyclubpodcast. You can follow us on Instagram at creepyclubpodcast. You can follow me at creepyclubrissa. You can follow Heidi at creepyclubheidi. Um, we also put up all of our meeting minutes on uh, creepyclubpodcast.com. 
We would also love it if you would rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast catcher you use. Um, We will read your reviews on the podcast. So keep leaving them. We love them. Thank you so much to people that have already rated, reviewed, and subscribed to us. Um, This has been really awesome. So happy Halloween and thanks for joining us. And we hope you join us next time. Meeting adjourned. See ya. Happy Halloween.